Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another exciting edition of Plank of the Week, the fastest growing TV show that we do here at Talk Radio TV. It's the only one actually that we do, but uh, it's still going very well. I'm <laughs> delighted to say that the government have now put new restrictions on us again. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting few weeks while we try to find enough people that we can get into the building uh, to actually star uh, in Plank of the Week's panel. Today, I've got a, a newbie with me, though, I have to say, Olivia Utley, uh, who is de- a deputy leader writer at The Sun. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Olivia, for joining us here. Kevin O'Sullivan's back. Uh, who doesn't seem to... Have you got a room here in the building here or something? I mean, you seem to be here all the time. Yeah, I've just, uh, I'm camping now. You do about on 15 the shows floor, a week for Talk Radio. Um, I'm going to ask you, Olivia, to kick us off with your first uh, nomination. Who have you got for us? I have gone for Sadiq Khan Excellent. as my top nomination. He's a very worthy and very frequently mentioned uh, member of the Plank oh, of the Week sorry, school. I didn't, didn't no, there's nothing wrong with that. But... There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I feel he's been particularly plankish uh, this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure people have seen that photo of him. It's just classic of his posturing. Um, pretending to get a flu jab yes. for a photo opportunity with the cap of the flu jab still on. Mm. Um, just... <laughs> <laughs> because all he does is, is, is take nice photos of himself. That's literally the only thing. Yeah, he's a virtue signaler. He's, he's an obsessive right. virtue signaler. Obsessive signal. virtue signaler. And London's crashing and burning around him. Oh. He seems to be keen to introduce lockdown restrictions on the capital faster than the government is. His only his only plan is to sort of get in there first. Yeah, he doesn't and be think the curfew's early enough, does he? No, he doesn't think the curfew's yeah. early enough. London's not in enough trouble already. Let's lock it Let's down. Let's do more. Oh. Let's do more. Um, and particularly keen to lock down the city, which obviously, if the city, uh, you know, there's a whole ecosystem in the city um, where the, the bars and restaurants and lunch bars, etc., yeah. and cleaners and offices, they all support each other and they make the city one of the most valuable yeah. places in the country to do business. Exactly. Um, if the city sinks, then the whole country is in serious trouble. But Sadiq Khan seems absolutely determined to lock it down yes. faster than the uh, government. What he loves to also do is to try and dissuade anyone who's got a vehicle of any kind from travelling anywhere in London, mm. the result of which is made that there's more more people are travelling uh, than ever before. He's made these ridiculous kind of uh, uh, low traffic zones, whatever they call them, in different parts of yeah. London, which have completely ruined. It took yeah. me, and I know that people will say, oh, look, look at him, he's in a car and he's complaining about the, the traffic. Well, the reason I'm in a car is because I'm going to Sussex to see my kids and my dog, right? It took me two hours to get from London Bridge to Lewisham on Friday afternoon. That's about three miles. So that's a mile and a half an hour, literally, well, is the travelling time. because he's 
put cycle lanes. Cycle lanes. He's also the road, got these ridiculous no these ridiculous it. fences out into yeah. the street. Yeah, which makes every which high street look really ugly. Yeah. Big red and white yeah, yeah. bollards. So all the, the, the people way who down. are not actually walking around at all yeah. can have more space than the cars that actually need more space. It's unbelievable. What that guy is doing to the great city of London amounts to vandalism on a vast scale. He is vandalising this city. Uh, and I can think of no explanation for uh, for him doing that and for him calling for a lockdown, which would be ruinous. The only explanation I can think for his approach uh, to London is that he hates this city and he hates the people who yeah. live in it. Like, a, like the old school socialist that he is, yeah, yeah. doesn't like metropolitan elites. People who live in London probably got money, got cars, hate you. He's hate got you. money. And he's, he, and he's, I think he's, he's deliberately... And he's also got a very large Range Rover, which costs about 150000 thousand quid yeah. to, to buy because he's got all sorts of you know whiz well, bang features security so he doesn't get well so he says but, you know by me i mean yeah, or any other normal person you know but here's the thing i mean what sort of an idiot goes for a photo shoot a photo sort of opportunity and pretends to get a jab it's absolutely classic Why would you I mean, do i've that? spoken to people who've worked in city hall and say that he can't plan he can't think ahead he can't strategize mm. because he's permanently obsessing about his own public image right. so he'll do whatever it takes to get a good photo shoot or to get a good headline right. um, and just doesn't think ahead about what what he's you know oh i'll just get this get this pretend flu jab or i'll get a good headline about cycling in london and doesn't think what these extra cycle lanes yeah. are going to do to the roads and do to traffic yeah. and do to he the just other, can't prioritize he's so or useless. think ahead he's so useless that he's not even any good at virtue signaling so he thinks that he can stand there in front of the cameras and say well, we've put all these cycle lanes in because got to save the planet right. we've got to he doesn't got work to. out no actually, no no and, and millions of Londoners say yeah i'll tell you what mate i've got to get to work right and also, you're not letting he's me do making that the planet more yeah. dangerous yeah. by yeah. making more well, of congestion course, yeah. creating yeah. more exhaust fumes and more pollution yeah so is that's it, what he's doing. He's, he's a little fool. He's he just is. a fool. And that's before we even talk about his record on crime. Which well, is obviously I was going to say on Friday, boring. you know, when that terrible um, incident, as he called it, happened in Croydon, he called it an incident. Everyone else is calling it the shooting. Mm. They're calling it murder. They're calling it an attack on the police. He calls it an incident. And you go... Well, why is it? How is it? An incident is when, you know, you run into a, a, a cyclist. Well, you or, could sort of you know, run into gr uh, d dangerous territory for Sadiq there because you might have to implicitly criticise Black Lives Matter and yes. he wouldn't like that, would No, he? he wouldn't. Certainly would not like, wouldn't like that. Yeah, you know, this guy... Largely you, you, peaceful. So you're so right, Olivia. He's such a worthy plank of the week. All of this stuff we're talking about, all of his virtue signalling, his obsessive virtue signalling, look at me getting my flu jab... Uh, Oh, artificially uh, is is it, it's geared towards his political career and he thinks he's heading for the top no it's all gone now right. it's Keir Starmer mate you didn't get the job no he yeah. missed his end opportunity end of end of you, you are in a cul-de-sac it's you. called the London Mayor isn't shit. there yeah. an also a similar picture of Sir Keir Starmer who made the list last week I don't know whether you're going to make it this week is there not a similar picture of him signing something with the top still on the pen, yeah. right? Sure. So That's it's right. another one of these, you know, these Labour politicians well, what, and What about fakes. when he came outside his house with his wife to applaud the NHS? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, then was there, <laughs> yeah, saying to the camera, you got enough of this, then? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, his, his, his defence of that was that it was about his daughter, 
because his daughter was apparently had gone to the other side oh. of the road because they didn't want her in the shoot in the oh, shot. Okay. So I, actually, I mean, in oh, a very if, bizarre if, if that's his moment defense, of then, reflection, uh, I, I will defend yeah. him. If, if that's his defense, then I don't accept it. Can't who apparently always finds for all the photo shoots which he loves small people to stand around because he's really short and he doesn't like to look short on camera. So you'll notice he's always surrounded by women. Right, he walked past me once. I think he's got a female security detail because I don't know whether he thinks he's like you know London's answer to Muammar Gaddafi. Remember he used to have all those female bodyguards, right? So he walked past me as I was standing. I don't think he recognised me because he constantly refuses to come on my show. We've asked him about twenty-five times. Doesn't even answer now. You know, um, and he's and he's incredibly small. Did you pat him on the head as he walked? Well, I by? could have done. I mean, literally. I mean, he's he's no, he's, he's a tiny little he's guy. He's tiny. I mean, he's up to he's up yeah. to about my elbow, yeah. and I'm not particularly tall. And it's not fair to criticise him for being tiny, but let's do that. <laughs> but. No, it's well, listen, nobody said Plank of the Week was ever a fair show. Yeah, good, good. So tell us who your first one is. Uh, my first one is Lindsay Hoyle, the oh, speaker. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we are recording a day before uh, the coronavirus law comes before the House of Commons again. Yes. The coronavirus law they passed six months ago to allow Boris and Matt and his cabinet, free his coronaphobic cabinet. Who knew we gave to, them free reign yeah, to, to tell us what yeah, decibel to, levels to, are to, uh, rule us by decree and dictat uh, because it's an emergency. It's a crisis. Uh, so they need this to be renewed every six months. Now, Parliament uh, or the House of Commons MPs are minded to say, yes, uh, we will allow you to carry on because we accept there's something. Because it's crisis. an emergency. Yeah, it's an emergency. Um, but Sir Graham Brady, the leader of the 1922 committee, the right-wing uh, backbench Tory organisation, very influential, has said, no, 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 uh, because you may, this will allow you, Boris, and you, Matt, to, to uh, by diktat, order us into another lockdown. Yeah. We will not accept that. Mm. If you want another lockdown, then the Parliament must scrutinise and must vote on yeah. it. And how that's about you present some evidence? That's parliamentary how about you present democracy. present some evidence as well? A, a parliamentary democracy. A debate. Yeah. A debate. If, if our parliament votes on it, that's democracy. Uh, if we are made to do this by decree, that's not democracy. Uh, so Lindsay Hoyle, the uh, speaker, has indicated uh, that he won't allow Sir Graham Brady's amendment uh, because it goes against the bureaucratic rules of parliament. Uh, and, and in fact, that the only thing MPs can do to block the coronavirus law again is to vote against it. So it's a yes or no mm. thing. Now, I think Graham Brady sod the uh, bureaucratic rules. Graham Brady's uh, amendment is sensible and in defence of democracy and freedom and should be allowed. And we do not want another little Hitler sitting in that mm. speaker's mm. chair uh, influencing the way common sense should progress. And uh, I did not appreciate his early indications that he won't allow that. Uh, we don't know what will happen in that vote yet because uh, we're recording before that but if that amendment is not allowed I think it's a dark day. Absolutely well, I think and so. it's the principle of a thing that matters so much I think like as you say even if the, the Commons does seem quite likely to vote for the measures anyway but we've still got to have that vote because mm. if we don't then then what we give the we give the government license to do this whenever it, yeah. it feels yeah. that it's an emergency this time yeah, yeah some people yeah. feel like it's an emergency yeah. some people don't next time it might be something which you know a, a Jeremy Corbyn led for example mm. government considers an emergency the rest of the population doesn't consider it an emergency well like shutting but down Jeremy the sun Corbyn or something just, well, just exactly. shut down the sun because it's an emergency yeah. can you just, can't publish it anymore because yeah. we don't like it yeah. Yeah. this is the thing if it wasn't with David Davis 
by the way, we wouldn't even be having this vote yeah. because it was he who managed to get them to put a six-monthly stipend on yes. at the end. Otherwise, it would have been a year. Yeah. Yeah. And what yeah. we found out this week was that, like yeah. I was saying about the decibels, they've suddenly introduced this stuff about how, how much noise you can listen to your music on, you know, whether or not uh, you've actually got to uh, be allowed outside if you're told to quarantine, more punishments if you if you do something wrong, you know, asking people to snitch on their neighbours. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> what this government are terrified of, what Boris, Matt and the coronaphobic cabinet are petrified of is there are more and more MPs who uh, are questioning their mm. narrative and are saying, well, you keep saying we're in the grip of this awful health crisis. Uh, but if you look at the statistics, we're not in the grip of an awful health crisis. It's it's concerning. It's something we should be careful about. But should we be slapping down all our freedoms? Should we be stopping the economy? Should we be closing the NHS to anyone who hasn't got COVID? The answer to all this no. is absolutely not. And they're terrified, Boris and Matt, that MPs uh, may all gather together and stop them doing this. Uh, actually, Boris and Matt and Lindsay Hoyle should allow this amendment because it's sensible. Because otherwise, mm. in the future, all of Parliament will gang up and they'll take their precious coronavirus law away from them and then they won't be able to rule by decree. No, exactly. And also the one thing we know about it all uh, is that whatever measure they seem to bring in, it doesn't actually work. Because no. every time they stop um, telling people not to hide out in their homes and every time people go out, the infection rate goes up. Well, who would have guessed that? Yeah. You know, what's the big surprise? Yeah, lockdown, lockdowns don't work. What lockdowns do is they postpone. So if we go into another lockdown, uh, it will just ruin the country. And then when we come out of it, guess what? There'll be a second spike. Mm. There'll and be spikes. I think the more rules that are imposed, the more people think that anything that isn't within these very specific rules is allowed. Yeah. So instead of what's happening in Sweden, where the government gives advice and expects people to be sensible and use mm. their common sense, mm. and they do because they feel like they've been given responsibilities and they, they use those responsibilities wisely. Here we've got these very specific rules and people are fine. They'll stick to the letter of the, of the rules so that they don't get slapped with a whopping rate, fine, exactly. <laughs> but they won't stick to the spirit of the rules because no they don't believe in them and they don't care. So that's why you've got... Somebody said to me the other day, you actually, you know, if you go into a, a shop without a mask on, I think you get fined 100 quid, right? You don't get fined 100 quid if you shoplift, right? So if, if you go in and actually steal something, <laughs> as long as you've got, as long as you're wearing a mask, you've got less chance of actually being punished than yeah. if you just walk so in I without a mask on. If you're a robber and you go into a, a shop and you go, this is a stick-up, and you're wearing a mask, and the shopkeeper goes, well, how do I know you're not just obeying the, the uh, coronavirus <laughs> exactly. rules? Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, there's so much madness going on. I'm going to stay with this theme. My first nomination is the NHS app. Right. The track and trace app that doesn't actually track and trace because um, not only does it not track and trace, but basically you can switch it off even though you've downloaded it so that it doesn't track. You can switch off the Bluetooth, which means it's ineffective if you're sitting in a room with other people. And nobody really seems to understand what happens if you get contacted, because if you did get contacted by a, an anonymous text message from the NHS, which says, you have been in contact with someone with COVID. Unfortunately, it also can't put into the app whether or not you've got COVID mm. if you had a positive test done outside of the use of the app. So apart from that, it's going really well. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, what's the point? Yeah, the, the thing about this uh, NHS app, where, which did you notice on Saturday, every national newspaper had massive great oh, yeah, massive yeah. fold around, over, yeah. wraparound yeah. advert uh, instead of the front pages. So they put a lot of money and effort into getting everyone to get it. And then, of course, uh, Matt Hancock, little Matt. Uh, Matty. <laughs> the health commissar. Uh, <laughs> no laughing. The health 
He's a very serious man, isn't he? You never see him smiling health, at all. Big health chief, Matt. Right. He left it about two days to say, it's brilliant. It's brilliant the way everyone's cooperating. Ten million people have downloaded this app. Thank you. Thank you, the population yes. of Great Britain, for cooperating. Oh, so that means 57 million people didn't download mm. it then. Yes. What about and, that? And also, if you haven't got a phone which is... Um, if you've got a phone that's older than, say, an iPhone 5, it doesn't work. <laughs> if you've got a phone which is not a smartphone, it doesn't work. Which yeah. you're most likely to have if you're quite old and actually at yeah. risk of yeah. the I mean, virus. Not, you know, so guess what, guys? It's yeah, great yeah. for people yeah. like me. It's, yeah. it's got friendly <laughs> to old people <laughs> yeah. who are the most at risk. Don't worry, I've got Thanks, iOS guys. 14 and I'm 25. <laughs> yeah. I can get the app, yeah. thereby putting myself at risk. Also, I would have very little confidence in them getting it right. You know, yeah. but also this is my point is that when you if you if I was to get a, 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 I haven't downloaded the app. So if I was to get a, a text message saying that I had to self isolate, how does it know who I am for a start? Mm-hmm. Right. It has my number. But does it know that I uh, that, that I am linked to that particular telephone? In which case, if they don't know, then how can they make me stay at home? Also, I've had a few instances where when London's packed with people in the pubs. Mm. I've been to sort of three or four pubs before I found a pub which is empty enough for yeah. me to get a seat in. Right. And you have to register your name and number on the door. Right. So I'm just going around putting my number down in all these places, which I haven't even been into. That's, right. that's, that's a gonna, good point. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think that... Uh, Other people have said as well, if you if you do um, register that you've gone into a place, yeah. it doesn't actually register when you've left. Yeah, no, sure. So it doesn't oh, yeah, know. So you could be there for an hour. And, and, it, someone, it, yeah. and of the 57 million people who haven't downloaded it, the reason they're not downloading it is, I think, because of my point. They're questioning the narrative. Yeah. They're questioning, look, if it was a health crisis, a real health crisis, um, and thousands of people were dying every day, uh, I think uh, he'd have a lot more than 10 million sign up for this. Yeah. We'd all want to help in those circumstances. What I think millions of people do not accept is the government's premise that this is a genuine health crisis and a threat to millions of us. It isn't. No. So therefore the people are the not going to play well, games. Also, also, the difficult problem for the government now is that people have taken against them because of some of the things they've said have turned out not to be true. Yeah, yeah. And if once you start to not trust what the government's saying, yeah. you don't trust anything they yeah. say. And, and that's where we are. And, and the app, I mean, the comms around the app has been absolutely terrible. There was that time a few months ago where um, the government refused to, to take help from Apple and Google because they're private companies in right. developing the app. So it got the NHS to develop the app itself, <laughs> which job. just seemed absolutely yeah. insane. And then, then they, it took months to work and it didn't work. Yeah. So, well, in my head, when the app came out, I just thought, oh, what is this? Is that that buggy thing they were talking about months ago? Or is that... There was, there's also an app where you can where you can register your symptoms every day, which is completely different. It's just it's very difficult to know what this app is and yeah. how it differs from anything that's been well, done before. Well, I mean, when they started, when they did the trial in the Isle of Wight, you know, the land that time forgot, it's a great place to start, you know. Um, it's off the coast of England. It was going to be, uh, it was going to be, you know, the greatest app uh, of all time. You know, it was going to be the most fantastic oh, yeah, piece right. of scientific data. It's going to change everything. A game changer is the and word the they like to use. Going to be a game changer, right? Population when by the time they get old Hancock, island. old Hancock gets around to announcing it, he's like, well, it's it's one of a series of measures. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. you know, it's part of our program. So it's no longer, it's no longer the answer. It's no, it's not even part of the answer. It's just sort of a bit of the answer. Isn't that the one? that they discovered uh, subsequently didn't work on the iPhone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's the other thing. I don't know how he knows that there's 10 million people because we got the figure, I think, on Saturday that a million people had downloaded it on Android phones, but Apple wouldn't give them the figure to say how many people, because it was against their data protection rules, right? Competition. But, I mean, God forbid that, uh, you know, Apple or anybody else might be actually 
data harvesting everything that you do on your phone uh, anyway. But if they're not, they bloody well are now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what's your second one, Olivia? Um, my second one is Nicola Sturgeon. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, she doesn't make it onto the list often enough, in my view. No, let's, let's get her on yeah, as let's much get as her possible, on I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the student fiasco in Scotland yeah. is completely insane. Um, she actively encouraged, along with Scottish universities, students to go into go onto campus at the beginning of this year. Um, they were told that they'd have blended learning, which is a mixture of lectures in lecture Sounds halls and sound of that at all. And lectures <laughs> online. And then when they got there, I read a piece by a Scottish by a student at Glasgow University saying she was actively encouraged to go to as many fresh as fairs and early lectures right. as possible. And then shock, an outbreak happens in the biggest halls in Glasgow University. So then Everything goes online immediately within a week, so students shouldn't have had to go back to campus in the first place. They should have just been left at home. Mm. And then her answer is to lock everyone down in their buildings. Students in Scotland, first years, are 17 because right. of the way their system works. They're not even a legal adult. Shut in, with, in rooms with people they've never met before um, and not knowing whether they can go home for their families at Christmas, etc., etc. And she managed to announce all of these new rules just after Holyrood um, had left Parliament for, for some no, sort excellent. of recess. So there's no scrutiny at all. No one gets to ask any questions. No. Um, but she actually does run Scotland like some kind of mad president, doesn't she? I mean, mm. she's like the she guy does. that runs Belarus. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no kind she's of. She's got total power. There's no room for she's any kind of criticism of, of the first minister. Yeah. No, yeah. and then you've got all the sort of cybernets. I shouldn't be yeah. saying this because they'll have a go at me. They will. But um, yeah, but I mean, you know, they, they're always out there. You just have to kind of, you know, blow a whistle, and suddenly they all come running towards yeah, you. Yeah, you say any sort of criticism of the Scottish yeah. government, and they yeah. well, they won't. But allow you know what's interesting though? I mean, I obviously used to work up there, so there's a lot of people I know, and I still talk to and many people who were in support of independence and of Nicola Sturgeon are starting to move away now because oh, really? they're going, no, do you know what? I don't think she'd necessarily she is, win an independence she, Well, I don't think vote. she necessarily would either, but she's also become a very divisive figure where yeah. some people would always go, you know, I mean, the media down here are absolutely in love with her. They're always yes. going, oh, if only we had Nicola Sturgeon. She's so good. Look how great it is. She well, she, you're not allowed to play any music. I mean, forget about how loud it is, right, which is the new rule down here. In Scotland, no music at all. No. Yeah. So and you can't actually go into well, not a bar. Bagpipes. No bagpipes. Oh. Nothing. And no. It's not even I see. Working. That's a good I mean, thing. their death rate has yeah. been just as high as ours. They didn't get PPE when we didn't get PPE. Their care home Everything figures are terrible. Their care home figures are awful because they were actually admitting people back into care homes after they'd had positive COVID tests. Mm. At least we didn't. I mean, it's terrible, but at least we didn't know that they were COVID positive. Right. Scottish. They, they did in Scotland. They right. were actively releasing people into into um, back into care homes from hospitals, um, and yet she's had this good pandemic, which is yeah. Bizarre. Well, she? Uh, she? <laughs> well I mean, so? I think I mean, it everyone... must emanate from her own PR department. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody up there actually believes that. Even the, those who still support her can see that, you know, there are holes in the old emperor's uh, new clothes. Yeah, right? and also, you've got to hand it to the, the Scottish kids in Scottish universities. If they manage to get through Nicola's Scottish education system and make it to university, that's some uh, real credit to them because <laughs> yeah, she's true. completely wrecked yeah, education up there. Up lying By on the, the way, also, also her, 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 her crackdown. She loves banning things, old Nicola. Mm. So she's banned, you know, uh, uh, alcohol sales above a certain amount, you yeah. know, put that um, big tariff on 
minimum booze. Yeah, minimum uh, price. And, and yeah. so, so uh, the price of alcohol has soared, and that's stopped people drinking. So the net result of it is heroin addiction is back on in Scotland <laughs> and rocketing. They've got the worst yeah. Uh, yeah. drug deaths yeah. rate yeah, in but, Europe. But they, but right? it, it went away until she bought but the high tariff on alcohol. And it's the same with her policy of not having, not having student, student, uh, not having student fees has ended up in only rich kids in Scotland going to university. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Every single policy that she comes up with seems to horribly backfire. Yeah. Just useless. I know. Absolutely true. So, very good plank, that one. What's your second one, Kevin? Uh, it is Andy Berman, Burnham, the mayor of uh, Manchester. Manchester. Uh, who seems to get his oar in all the time. I mean, he acts like he's a sort of a, a senior shadow cabinet member. Mm. So the BBC in particular love to they get him on screen. It, he, so he's like this kind of constant critic of everything the government does. Uh, and don't decry that. This government needs more critics, uh, not fewer. Uh, but uh, the reason I've chosen him is because this mad 10pm closing of the pubs and the restaurants... Uh, decree that is ruining lives, ruining businesses, ruining the hospitality trade. Mm. Uh, I got a, a ch an Indian takeaway last night from a local, my local guy who's really worked hard to get through this crisis. Yeah. And One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, I, I, when I said, how's business? He said, oh, well, actually, we're really fighting back. We've done all right. But then they brought this 10 p.m. thing. He said, that might be it for yeah. us. So lots and lots well, of Well, this is it. Restaurants are really badly affected by it. It's, a, pubs, it's, a, you know? it's a senseless pointless rule we, we know gather on the yeah, streets yeah and, and we know why it was brought in it's because Rishi Sunak because Boris wanted a full lockdown uh, mm. and Rishi Sunak said if you do that I'll quit mm. and so the compromise was this senseless random 10pm uh, curfew on pubs now uh, that must be criticised uh, and, it, and it, they should get rid of it it's mad um, and a restriction not only on business, but on our freedom, our basic mm. freedoms. And, you know, I'm so concerned about that. And I know millions of mm. others. So I'm all for criticising that. Andy Burnham's response was what we need to do, uh, because as you say, Olivia, the one of the problems with the 10pm curfew, apart from restricting our freedoms and ruining businesses, 
uh, is that people come spilling out of the pubs at 10 p.m. Uh, with a load of cans they bought earlier and bottles, <laughs> and they just get pissed on the streets. Well, that was pictures from Liverpool uh, this week, uh, wasn't uh, there? Uh, and and uh, so Andy Burnham's response, that, that is a problem, I get that. Uh, but Andy Burnham's response is what we need to do is bring in a 9pm curfew on off-licences. Right. So to ban the sale of alcohol at off-licence after 9pm. start drinking earlier yeah, and yeah. earlier. Well, it'll just, it'll just mean people will go to the offies a bit yeah. earlier. As you say, they'll start uh, drinking earlier on the streets. Um, and what I hate about this is this is symptomatic of the... Uh, swirling vortex of insanity that this country seems to be <laughs> disappearing into, that Andy Burnham's uh, idea to alleviate a crazy and draconian rule, the 10pm mm. curfew, is another crazy and draconian rule, the 9pm yeah. off-licence curfew. But do you ever wonder why it is that it's only this country that apparently has a problem with this drinking thing? Right. I mean, why is it that the, bringing in a curfew for you to stop drinking is a massive assault on your civil liberties? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you largely about all of this. But, you know, I see in well, Belfast is in Belfast. They've now made it 11 o'clock. Yeah, right? but, we, but we like to drink. Well, we we're do British, like to drink. But, you know, I can drink at home. I don't have to go to a pub if I want yeah. to have a drink. And I mean, the fact that there is a curfew at 10 o'clock. It's not going to stop me. If I decide I'm going to have another bottle of red wine when I get home, yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to have Andy Burnham standing over well, me going, I, you can't have any more to drink. Uh, what Andy Burnham should be like is the mayor of Marseille who told Macron, uh, yeah, thanks very much for your 10pm curfew. We're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, so we've now got, I don't, know, I don't know what they do in Wales because I can never work out what that bloke Mark Drakeford is up to. I have no <laughs> idea what he does. But they've now, So in Northern Ireland now it's 11 o'clock. In England it's 10 o'clock. I think it's 10 o'clock in Scotland, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, and also the yeah. idea that you're going to stop the Scots drinking is a joke, isn't but, but, it? But, but wasn't it? Yeah, I know, I know when you ask about us and booze, it's just part of the British way. It's what I love about it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just asking you the know, question. Arlene it, it, Foster actually made it to my short list of planks of the week. Didn't actually make it. But why, after seeing the complete carnage right. in England, after introducing the 10pm yeah. lockdown, you know, you talk about the scenes from Liverpool. I also saw people in the streets of York, yeah. you know, thronging in the streets, um, all singing Mr Brightside. Look, great, amazing party well, on the streets of York. they're not supposed to be singing. <laughs> so, that, 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 no, that's banned. That's banned. Um, but, you know, they see that going on for a week and think, you know what, that seems like a great idea. Yeah. We'll introduce it too. I, I, was in, I was in the Soho on Friday night and uh, we were in a restaurant and um, the Groucho Club. I'm a man of the people. And uh, well, we got, got, locked, and we got, got thrown o'clock. out at 10pm. In a uh, private club? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was everywhere. That's everywhere. ridiculous. Everywhere. So we had to bolt our food and get the hell out. So we went onto the streets of Soho where there were all these people sort of milling around, looking a bit confused. Mm. But also, because don't forget, this was only one day into the 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah. First time it happened at a weekend. And so there's a lot of people swigging beer and things on the street. And then in, in a sort of like a, 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 do, a shop doorway you know, were these sort of oh, clearly these sort of terribly posh people sitting there. And uh, they all had uh, cut glass glasses and a bottle of Verve Clicquot champagne, which <laughs> <laughs> is sitting there drinking it. And you I think, mean, why? there is a vignette <laughs> yeah. of modern Britain. Yeah. So my point about Andy Burnham is, in some ways, it's unfair to pick on him, but what the hell, as you say, Plank is yeah. not here to be it's fair. fair. Uh, he's symptomatic. These politicians, they just, rules, rules, mm. dictats. I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Tell you what, oh, I don't like that rule. I've got another rule to counteract and that rule. And just won't stick to the spirit Stop. of the rules, even if they no, do stick to the letter it, of the rules. Yeah. They'll just feel annoyed. Yeah, leave us alone, you right. 
Well, you idiots. say that, but my, my second nomination actually goes back to the students because, um, you know, I was appalled this week, um, as you guys were, to see the fact that they were all told they couldn't go anywhere. But why the hell did they just sit there? You know, I mean, when I was a student, we were constantly sort of rowing with the administration. We used to occupy the administration's offices. You know, we used to go on marches. We certainly didn't do what we were told. You know, if they told you to, you know, you couldn't do something, you immediately then did it. And I was amazed at watching these ridiculous kind of signs being put up. Help! You know, in a, you know, <laughs> just walk out the door, just man. Go, just get out. Go what are you doing? Pub, What's wrong with you? Yeah. 10 PM. Then I see somebody posted a picture of the fire exits all being padlocked up, which doesn't seem like a great idea, yeah. you know, if you're the, uh, you know, the people running the place. But it just seems to me that we've now got a generation of people, uh, and this is reflected, I suppose, in the, in the majority of, of so-called opinion polls as well. Are these people who like being told what to do. Mm. And immediately, it's, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't think I'm alone here, but when I'm told to do something, my immediate reaction is not to do it. Yeah. These people's yeah. immediate reaction is to do it, yeah. right? My, but we're not being too, let out. Mine they, is too, I'm thinking NHS health app. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, exactly. But I mean, they had an interview with this girl in Glasgow, funnily enough, um, who uh, they went gleefully to because she'd been told to self-isolate in her dorm room because she had coronavirus. You've never seen anybody look healthier in your life. She was so happy. She was <laughs> laughing. Oh, yes, I've got the coronavirus, eh? And uh, there was nothing wrong with her. She was absolutely fine, you know. And you think, well, maybe that should be a bit of an indication yeah. that it's probably not that I, much of a killer disease. I quite, you like, know? The, I quite like the kid who put, put a sign in his uh, dorm window saying, bring drink. There was one that said, <laughs> yeah. there was one that said, bring weed, which was even funnier. <laughs> you know, I mean, that at least got some marks from I me. Think I, I think you're being a bit harsh on students. I think they're making a big fuss about the rules loudly and then actually secretly just doing just basically doing whatever, whatever yeah, they want. You're right, I was talking to a friend yeah. whose younger yeah. brother's well, just so. started at Exeter. Right. And um, she said that there's, how ridiculous, that there's only one pub where students at Exeter are allowed to go, one really? huge pub. So they're all obviously flocking there <laughs> and there are these enormous queues to get in. But the motto at Exeter University is 4pm um, is the new 9pm. Right. And it's like that. a race to get to the tables. Yeah, there are these yeah. great well, tables I'm very that you glad get. To hear like that, because I would be seriously concerned if, if the young of this country were actually that easily persuaded Pathetic, to yeah, do what I the know. government told them. Because, I mean, if you're not going to be a rebel when you're 19, you know, what the hell's going on? Mm. But I'm still going to keep them on there, though, because I'm going to I'm going to take your advice on board. But I'm not necessarily going to change my are, view. I do think to use that cliche that a lot of them are dreadful snowflakes. You know that that the, they are they are the people who should be least afraid. Of yeah. this. I don't think anyone should be that afraid of the coronavirus. Uh, a lot of old people also, if you've said, got are old, furious old, about old, being. If you've got elderly, vulnerable. If you've got elderly relatives, I mean, my daughter went to visit my mother who's 96, she's in America, mm -hmm. right? She was coming from Dubai. I mean, she was at airports all over the world. She flew into Washington, D.C. Because she's American, there was no problem, um, no testing required. But to go to Connecticut, where my mother uh -huh. was, she had to take a test. Yeah, sure. um, but she also was sensible. You know, she went to see my mother, who has since been in and out of hospital because she had a full... She's been tested. She hasn't had it. Yep. But you can just be sensible. If you've got, a, you know, an old, an, old, an old relative that is vulnerable, mm -hmm. then you don't yeah. go and give them a yeah. hug. You know, you can go and talk to them. You can maybe even sit in the same space outside. You can do... There's lots yeah. of things you can do. Yeah. You know, going but to that, university whole... where people have got coronavirus is not going to kill it's, your granny. It's the language, though. It's the language. That's the point. This mm. is all part of what the government are doing to us. So the, the people are called vulnerable. 
you're vulnerable to getting this disease. Uh, yeah, they, I don't think being. old people should even be that concerned because they're sensible people. They can look after themselves. A lot of them are so insulted that they're being treated like children. Yes. Uh, Remember, they should be able to but, choose. But if you're 96, yeah, you might only have yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, left. exactly. Use them how you but, want. But yeah, exactly. And but but to go back to the students, these are the last people in the world who should yeah. give a damn about oh, it. Even if they get it, they probably won't ever know. Oh, no. It's well, ridiculous. This, the Glasgow student I was talking about had, had would you. It, Unless somebody had told her she had it, she wouldn't have known she, she, there exactly. was anything wrong with it. Exactly. So number three for you, Olivia. Uh, number three is Owen Jones. Excellent. Yeah, he's um, not been on for a while actually. No, he. Um, well, he. The latest thing that he's done is made a. Um, complaint about uh, the I think it was Hackney Police Force yes, it was, yeah. tweeted um, a picture of the Union Jack with three thin lines in it, a blue one, a red one and a green one yeah. which is the flag of the emergency services yeah. and the blue line represents the police yeah. and Hackney Police Force was, was praising Matt Ratner and um, ex, you know expressing condolences to his family yeah. um, and, and put, this, put this picture underneath it and Owen Jones tweeted, I'll see if I can remember it exactly, um Saying uh, the, the 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 killing of Matt Ratner is is horrible, and mm. I, uh, I'm not surprised that policemen are very upset about it. <laughs> but but why would you ever put a but in a tweet? You know, about giving your condolences officer, to yeah. a dead police officer. Mm. Um, but this is a far right meme. Mm. That's right. What? That's right. That's well, right. Why? Is a far right it? meme. I didn't really understand it. To be upset about the, the uh, brutal killing of a colleague yeah. is a far right meme. Well, I think he was referring to the to actual this, flag. Because it's, it's basically a union flag, but it's got a thin blue line running through it. I didn't realise there were other colours as well. But it's but it's something that they've used in America for a long time about the... So no doubt he was picked it up from there because it's probably used by people who maybe yeah, support probably, Donald Trump. Yeah, probably, but this is classic sort of swallowing the Americanisation. Yeah, 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 just exactly. accepting that everything Absolute in America is the same. Yeah. I mean, it's not. That, that symbol is used quite often. I, I was looking into it a bit. And it's got a line for each of the emergency mm. services. And people quite often use it... Um, to, you know, the, the, it's the flag of the emergency yeah. services, apparently, right. and they use it when, when something terrible happens and it's a way to express respect right. um, and show condolences. And, you know, Hackney Police Force, even if it, it's been used in America, perhaps, um, in an unsavoury way, but clearly Hackney Police Force wasn't driving at that no, at all. No, it was not. Clearly yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and anyway, why would you ever put but in a yes. tweet? Yeah, yeah. But this is the way that his mind works, yeah. unfortunately. I mean, he since deleted it, I think, didn't he? He has, Because yeah. I never see... it was a bit of a mistake. Because <laughs> it was... <laughs> An error. Yeah. Um, I sadly, or in some ways, you might say uh, happily, uh, I don't see his tweets because he blocked me years ago, Owen Jones. I can't remember why, but I think I asked him a question <laughs> that he didn't like. So, yeah. therefore, no debate was allowed about that particular Why subject. are you such a uh, campaigner? Something, something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's an odious character, isn't he? I mean, the great thing as well was uh, he was on one of these uh, Zoom TV interviews the other day. And he's got this lavish study, you know, he's sitting there, these books behind him, you know, classic champagne socialist, you know. Gold ingots paid a load of money by the Guardian to write the piffle that he produces, right? He's also paid by some think tank, you know. And he's literally an idiot. Mm. I mean, he has has got about the intellectual capacity of a gnat. And the fact that he has a slight northern accent, uh, the fact that he's gay, and the fact that he is in some way a lefty, gives him this kind of, you know... State, vaunted status, you know. Well, he <laughs> must be brilliant. Going back to that, he must be brilliant. <laughs> going back it is. To, yeah. It is. Going back to that tweet, that that very unwise, ill-advised tweet that he uh, subsequently deleted. What did you re- call him? Realized. Hmm? Sorry, I think you called him an ill-advised tweet there for a <laughs> yeah, second. He's an, he's an ill-advised tweet. <laughs> uh, um, 
He uses that term, you see, what they always do, far right, yes. far right. Oh, yeah. What they mean by far right is right. Yeah. They they anyone who is right of centre to Owen Jones is far right. Yeah. Uh, and of therefore, course. there's this implicit insult in there. This implicit. Well, he had a, a set to. You know, and Matt what Kelly. he is 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 far left. He's yeah. an extreme. He's a left wing extremist. Yeah. Uh, so he's just as dangerous as the real far right. But but but, but what he he would take your average uh, conservative MP or somebody like me or Mike or yourself, and he would call us far right, right. far it's right. he conflates anyone conservative in the UK with, with, with the, being, Republicans in America. Yeah, 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 yeah. being in the EDL or something. Kettle of fish. <laughs> right. Like, you know, he, he thinks that David Cameron and, and Donald yeah. Trump are about the same thing. Well, he's yeah. not very keen um, on Keir Starmer, is he? I mean, you know, this no, is the guy no. who was championing the cause of the likes of Ash Sarker and, uh, and, and Jeremy Corbyn. He, was, but he also he had a set to with Matt Kelly once, who's the editor of the New European, now the publisher of it, I think. Um, ex-colleague of ours from the Mirror. And Matt's pretty left-wing, actually, as it happens. And so is the New European. I mean, it's a Ramona mm -hmm. special, you know. But they had a cartoon on the cover of a bunch of different things one week. And one of them was Owen Jones wiping, you know, drying his eyes or in tears. You know. <laughs> he accused them of using a homosexual, homophobic trope against him, making out that I'm crying because I'm gay. And he's like... No, we've just done that because you spend quite a lot of time complaining about stuff, and that's how the caricature came about. It's got nothing to do with, yeah. you know, homophobia. But they're always looking for this stuff. Yeah. These guys, they're constantly looking, really for looking for reasons. Yeah, to, looking yeah. for reasons to either criticise the likes of us for being horrible and nasty, because of course mm. only you know the left wing can oh, nice. be compassionate. Although that and I mean, some of the most horrible people. Not the case according to Grace and Perry, well, is it? Some of the most horrible people you've ever met in your life oh, are yeah, these I horrible left. Well, they are horrible. Yeah. Mostly they are horrible. Mm. As Grace and Perry said that uh, he's always found that the people from the right are much nicer, yeah. nicer human beings yeah. than people from the left. Oh, yeah. And you only got to think of Owen Jones and Jeremy Corbyn and, and do you realise that that's right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's incredible right. stuff. Very good nomination though. Your third one? Uh, Prince William. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had to go all the other Poor members Prince of the royal family. So let's go for Prince William. <laughs> What's he done? Uh, oh, I'll tell you William. what he's done. I'll tell you what he's done. He's climbed on this infuriating royal bandwagon that his father's such a bore about. Uh, climate change. Going to save the planet, yeah, save yeah. the world, save the Where's world. Where's my private helicopter? You know, everybody, it's an emergency. We're not doing enough. We've got to make it a better place for our children. And the reason the royal family did this is because it's safe ground. It's yeah, the yeah. only area. Well, it's another thing where you they can't think, disagree with. So you. his his, his uh, crazy dad did, came. <laughs> his crazy dad came out about a week ago with another of his. I like speech, that. His speech. crazy dad. He's <laughs> starting to sound well, like yeah. Trump now. Crazy Joe Biden. <laughs> well, his dad is crazy. You know, he's been banging on about this for. <laughs> The flowers uh, and now um, Prince Harry's, uh, Prince William has got a documentary coming out on the telly. Has he? Uh, yeah, yeah, with David Attenborough and everything uh, about saving the planet. Oh, yeah, I saw something about yeah, this. And, yeah. and him and um, uh, Kate went around the world. When they're, for example, when they're in Pakistan uh, on their rather successful tour, they took the trouble to nip up to the um, to the Himalayas to oh, yeah. to. to have themselves filmed by melting glaciers as well. Uh, and that was all for this film that they're going to make. So he's now climbed on about on, on this bandwagon. Uh, he's lecturing ordinary people about, stop everything, this is the emergency. It's not, it's not actually the most important thing in the world, but it's the only thing the royal family can talk about safely without being controversial, no. if you see what I mean. Because no one's going to argue with you when you go, oh, wouldn't it be good if we saved the planet? No, I think it'd be great if we well, Prince Andrew, that. to be fair, is doing his bit for hmm? the Prince Andrew's doing his bit for the environment by not going anywhere at all. <laughs> well, uh, he's, he's 
taking less uh, yeah. fr- 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 so private, private jets or helicopter. No more visits to Pedo Island yeah, for him. Yeah, no, 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 no more taxpayer-funded <laughs> helicopter trips to Northern Ireland to watch the British Open golf. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so so he's like he said, he said, uh, you know, I don't want to look into George's eyes when he's old and say, and he'll say to me, "Did you do enough?" Mm. He said, "My grandfather did a lot. My father's." Still doing a lot. It's like his grandfather. You know, don't, yeah, well, Prince Philip. Well, I don't, Prince was Philip he, wasn't, done? he wasn't a massive well, campaigner. Mind you, I think, was he not? Was he not chairman of the World Wildlife? Yeah, yeah. While like killing that? as while many killing, animals as he yeah, possibly well, could with a gun. shooting as many grouse. Yeah, well, William's the bloody same. Yeah. They, these people and Charlie, they're going to be. Oh, let's save the planet. So worried about the Just environment. Just go and get some salmon give, out of the river. Give, give them a gun and a, a set of animals <laughs> to land, shoot. And that lot are never happier. They love killing animals for fun. So I don't accept their philanthropy, their natural philanthropy. Mm. And I'm sick and tired of these people of great privilege who think that it's easy to throw away everything yeah. else in your life and concentrate on saving the planet. Uh, actually, all of us normal citizens, you know, we don't want the planet to die. We worry about global You're warming. You're killing it, though. Uh, we worry about climate change. We accept it's going on. Uh, but we haven't got time. We haven't got time to climb aboard your virtue signalling boat and go around going, let's save the planet yeah. above everything else. Yeah. He's saying, it's an emergency. We are not doing enough. Yeah. No, no, no. Go back to your palace and shut up. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, yeah, also, people always say to me, and I, by the way, can I just interject here with your, we all care about it. I don't care about it, right? No. I do not give a stuff about the environment. I will do all the things <laughs> that I can uh, if it's within my power, but I'm not being told by Michael Gove to throw away my wood-burning oh. stove because I rather like it mm-hmm. in the wintertime yeah. in Sussex. I drive a very... Uh, uh, very well put together diesel car, which is brand new, which is as clean as clean can be. It's probably cleaner than an electric car, actually. But people say, but don't you want to like be able to leave your children a better world? To which I say, no, I don't actually, because they're going to have to deal with problems in life. There's no point in pretending that I can save their childhood or give them the greatest start in life by walking everywhere. Uh, they can get lost. Yeah, yeah I'm not going, back. Can, I'm not going to, back to medieval horse and cart times to save the world. No, uh, I'm not going to eat I, raw I, I fish. Accept, I accept global warming is going on. Uh, I'm sceptical about how much humanity is causing that. And by the way, Prince William and his dad, his infernal dad, (laughs) lecturing us about this stuff (laughs) in here in Great Britain. Great Britain produces... Great Britain produces 2% of the world's yeah. air pollution. Also, Why do we have to d- carry all the I burden? Know. We also pay one of the highest rates of tax of anybody in any country in the world when we get on an aeroplane, yeah. right? We, we do more pay, than anyone we else. We pay green tax to our energy companies, right? We do all yeah. that. Yeah. But also, at the end of the day, again, like the politicians, yeah. these people have no grip yeah. on reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Prince William has no idea what From my life is like. It's hard to get angry with Prince William when Prince Harry's around. Though. Well, funnily enough, you should say that because I've got Harry and Meghan. I'm afraid. <laughs> I've, got, I've got Harry and Meghan in once again. Meghan was in last week on her own. Uh, this week they're both She's in. She's got a little help from her little well, friend. Because, you know, I mean, friend. I thought Donald Trump was magnificent, you know, last week when he talks about yeah. Harry. You know, he's going to wish it. him a lot of luck. He's going to need it. Um, <laughs> it's brilliant. But she now has announced. Now, they did this deal with Netflix, right, where we're told they're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm not certain that they will. But now, rather than the original plan, which was to sort of be producers and to be, you know, the makers of woke docudramas about why we have to save the planet and why we have to do some great things and look after each other and build communities of compassion and all that. It now turns out they're just going to turn into another version of the Kardashians, right? They're going to have a real-life soap opera 
a reality show, uh, which is going to be like the Osbournes, except really boring, because you can imagine how boring their lives are. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, uh, uh, you know, they're denying this, but I don't believe them. And they also... They deny everything. But, well, well, yeah, they deny everything. Oh, no, we're moving so to they deny, yeah, No, sure. we, we didn't speak that. to that bloke about the book. No, they no. denied <laughs> that, and then, the, then the, the guy, they put it in the forward of the book that yeah. we spoke to them. So, you know, we know they're not necessarily... Oh, they tend to be economical with the truth. The point about this, Mike, is that apparently the story is that when they pitch themselves to Netflix for this 112 million dollar mm. deal uh, to make f films. Netflix people, they're not stupid. They weren't too keen on Woko Ono and her That's husband a great name for making her. all these woke mm. things about positivity and making the world a better place. But apparently, apparently Megan's no fool. She went in with this video they've already made of themselves around the palace. Yeah. Apparently they were filming themselves in the run-up to their defection to America uh, all the time. They've got all this video footage Instagram. of her Special. talking to the Queen and they went we can make this Netflix goes now we're talking now we're talking well this is it I mean there is a great thirst out there for these shows I mean Will Smith's wife I don't know if you've ever seen Will Smith's wife's show that she does on Facebook mm. I can't remember her name but you know they basically Mrs. sit Smith. Mrs Smith thank you very much uh, for the showbiz insight uh, you know um, <laughs> she sits at her kitchen table usually with her daughter sometimes with her son sometimes with her husband she confessed uh, on this show it's on Facebook only uh, but it gets millions and millions of views and they're making a fortune out of it she confessed live on the uh, uh, on on the kitchen table that she had had an affair on Will Smith which oh, he didn't know about left her. no <laughs> And then they have this. I mean, but people love all this stuff, up, but you know, yeah, but you've got to, great. but you've got to be doing that kind of thing. And I mean, yeah. with with the Osbournes, I mean, Ozzy was great because Ozzy's mad, you know. And everything that Ozzy Osbourne does, you kind of go, is he going to even make it to the end of the show? Is he going to fall down the stairs? You know, is he going to get run over himself? Yeah. So maybe, all that? maybe with mean. Harry but, and Meghan, Meghan Harry and Meghan are too boring. No, as well. no, well, no but maybe they could have the sort of the kind of key moment would be Meghan saying. Harry, you know, for the last three, four years, and we got married, and now we came to... I've been taking you for one long, great big ride. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe teaching Harry how to do simple mathematics or something like that, because he's not that bright. I mean, no, you could have some fun with that, I suppose. No, he's as but, dim as but a I just, I really, man. I really can't see, and I know that people say, just leave him alone, don't give them the publicity, but they've been on Plank of the Week, I would think, more or less every single week that we've been going well, since the beginning of this year. They are the, a pair of They planks, are the yeah. ultimate. I mean, one thing I suppose we should say in their defence is that it's great that they're here because they do make us laugh. They keep yeah, us entertained. Exactly. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have much That's to laugh That's what I would say to Charlie Ray. Deaf. I mean, all of the during the coronavirus coming out and, I mean, talking about the climate during yeah. the middle, the right in the middle of April when, you know, people yeah. were actually dying. And yeah, it was yeah. really quite serious. And then Harry comes out of his LA mansion to do a little speech on climate change. Yeah. And you just think, what? Well, who are you listening to? Who are you talking to? Right. What? And also this whole compassion uh, thing where they're building communities of compassion. Yeah. They live in a mansion yeah. that's got something like 16 bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, 12 I mean, bedrooms, I'm sorry. 16 bathrooms. I mean, what is the point of that? Tennis court. How can you even court. use that many bathrooms? Yeah, why, why do they need that? Why do they need that massive great place? Right. Uh, but Harry, you know, print the uh, Duke of... Sussex, Prince of the Duke Realm. Duke of Netflix, we call Sixth him in now. Lines of the Throne, makes a video. Vote Joe Biden. Yeah. What do you think you're doing? I know. They're going to lose these HRHs, I think. Well, they're going to have to, because even this the palace outrageous. this time on that on that whole Joe Biden thing, the palace were very cold on that, weren't they? Yeah, oh, just, yeah. They are no longer working yeah, members of the yeah, royal family. Yeah. I mean, that's the equivalent of getting And what is that poll saying? 75% yeah. of Brits want them to be stripped of their royal really? HRHs. Well, I don't understand how they can still be called the Duke yeah. of Duchess of well, Sussex. The Queen will be reluctant to do 
it, but if the pressure is on, she always does what the public tells her. Yeah. yeah, I she don't think does. in a couple of years we'll be talking about them anymore. They won't even be on. The I think they'll, they'll, they'll be desperate oh, to be on. Like, do you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the next well the next big event in their lives will be them getting divorced, won't it? I mean, you, yeah. you, you know that's going to happen. Yeah. I bet happen. that they were going to be divorced by the end of twenty twenty. Did you? Yeah. I did. See, I I gave it five years. So what? How yeah, long have we been married so. now? Two? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little. Idea. Also, that's the other great one. I was doing this on the show the other day. Little Archie, you know, the kid with no friends. Yeah. She says he's got no friends, right? <laughs> Does that is that surprising? It's not surprising because yeah. you haven't got any bloody yeah. friends either. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's not like they're the only no famous. You went to they find out who your mum is. Yeah. But it's not like she's the only <laughs> famous person in Hollywood when they were living in Hollywood. You know, I mean, there's lots of famous people there. I'm yeah. sure there's probably a crush for oh, famous people's no children. Apparently, sad. doesn't have any friends. Yeah. yeah. They did take him away from his cousins though. He also <laughs> doesn't know his father, his yeah. grandfather. Rather. He doesn't know any of his uncles. He doesn't, yeah. you know. Well, Harry hasn't got any friends now because Meghan has banned him from seeing any yes. of them. Right. Maybe that's her thing. Yeah. She just makes you only she, have she her just as a friend. Speech. Yes. She's, you're, oh, I'm your only I think, friend. I think you're on I'm the, the only friend there, you'll ever need. <laughs> yeah. and you're you just on the money go, there. Yeah. Like one of those really scary We've teenage girls. We've all had one of those. That's why Donald was so right. That, yeah. You know, uh, he's going to need a lot of luck to get through this relationship. He really is. Right now, so we're at the point where we've got nine. We need to whittle them all down to three. So uh, this is where we pick each other's favourites. So why don't you pick your favourite one of Kevin's? He can do his favourite one of me, and then I'll do my favourite one of yours. Yeah, so mine were Lin- Lindsay Hoyle, Andy Burnham, and Prince William. Yeah. Um Andy Burnham. I think Andy be Burnham's top. good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I quite like Lindsay Hoyle, but I think that was really stupid of him. Yeah. Um, and then I can't, can't bring myself to get that angry with William, just because of Harry, really, I think. Oh, yeah, I think that's true. I mean, William does seem like a much less idiotic version. You gotta no, but you em. only get one. Don't only kick them when they're down. One. Kick them when they're up. I mean, he still <laughs> stays. No in idea, the t- he still you? stays in the top ten. It's not like he's not in the list, no, no. you know. So we've got. Andy I just Burnham. thought it was about time. And so also, you, so from, from from my picks, you can have a students, the NHS app, or Meghan and Harry. Uh, you know, I'm trying to be topical. I should go for the. I'll go and go. All right, I will. I'm very tempted by Meghan and Harry, but I'm going to go for topicalities reasons uh, for the NHS. I think that's a good choice. That's good. So, so we got NHS app. We got Andy Burnham. So, your three were my three were um, Sadiq Khan, Nicholas Sturgeon, and Owen Jones. (sighs) Oh, that's tempting, isn't it? Sadiq Khan's in quite a lot, so I'm going to narrow it down to the other two. I think Nicola Sturgeon should be the plank. Yeah, I like that. Because like she that. hasn't really ever been plank of the week, I don't think. Oh. So I think that would be great. Yeah. So those are the three then. So Nicola Sturgeon, Andy Burnham and the NHS app. Which one of those do you think should win? They're all then the other I two. I like the NHS still app, win. but I always think it's better to go for a person. I don't mind. You know, we once had, when uh, we had Maya Tuzi here, who's... Uh, yeah parents yeah, are from yeah, Iran that, yeah. he actually nominated the entire Iranian government <laughs> <laughs> which was brilliant um, so you can I mean you can have the app if you want I mean it's quite it's quite topical I, I, I'm, I'm, topical. I'm, I think because I don't think he's uh, had enough of a show in Planks of the Week in the past and has often deserved it uh, even though it's my nomination, I'm, I'm, I would go for Andy Burnham. Yeah, I'm minded to agree. Yeah. I mean, that's such yeah. a stupid yes. idea. He also, did he not also back the idea that the hospitality business needs support while saying yes. that they should cut it yeah, back well, to while nine While making o'clock. things yeah. even worse mm. for him. Right, OK. Yeah, so I think he's a worthy... All right, well, really I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. So Andy works. Burnham's number one. Should we make the NHS app number two then? Yeah, I got Nicholas three. Yeah. I think that's Sounds fair. Sounds good to me, yeah. Well, now that we've actually got a proper plank, I could now... 
make the award. <laughs> I this wonder was, what that was. This was actually sent in by a listener, right? Because you might as well <laughs> have a, a plate. Award. It's a lovely award. It and really we're thinking is. we might be able to start, you know, like putting people's names on it. It is very similar to the Jules Ribet trophy. So well done to Plank of the Week, Andy Burnham. Uh, the mayor of Manchester, the man who thinks it's a great idea to make things worse for the hospitality industry uh, by moving a curfew from 10 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Well done. This has been Plank of the Week. Uh, Olivia Utley, thank you very much indeed. Kevin O'Sullivan, we'll see you uh, soon, I'm sure, on Talk Radio. Uh, don't forget, subscribe to YouTube. Uh, we'll have another Plank of the Week next week.